What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Pod at the Palace, a special edition of the Pod at the Palace. Scotty Borderline, Curtis Wilkerson here with Natty State Sports. We are in Arlington, right across the yeah, street. Yeah, we are not in Arkansas. <laughs> we are not in Arkansas. Uh, we're right across the street from Globe Life Field, where uh, Razorback Baseball is getting ready for this three-game event here. We're excited about that, but... Um, basketball season's still going on. The show must go on. Uh, so here we are outside in this awesome, uh, <laughs> awesome hotel, man, where uh, we were looking for a place to do this, and it just feels freaking phenomenal outside for a February afternoon. So uh, I'm all about it, man. Yeah, this, we, is, uh, like, this is nice. I think ideally we wanted to do this outside somewhere. The thing was we just needed to find a power outlet um, yeah. for all of the – all of the equipment that we had to haul down here. Um, but I think we found a, a pretty good spot. Doesn't have the pool in the background like we were originally planning, but uh, <laughs> there's some life back behind us, which is good. And that's right. Um, still talking <laughs> ball. So it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah. We've, we've improv improvised, we've adapted um, and we're making the most out of what we got, which is what Arkansas basketball is doing right now. Um, they have been shorthanded the last few games, but it sounds like, unless this is just some gamesmanship by Eric Musselman, that this team is going to get maybe a little bit closer to full strength, possibly, maybe, at some point in the near future or the distant future. He was, uh, he was very coy in his updates, but he did provide some updates. Uh, it was interesting to hear him say Trevor Brazil, um, in his mind, will probably see the floor again this season. Uh, has been doing some light stuff in practice. They were going to try to get him a lot more active on Friday. Uh, don't know if that means he's going to play in this game against Missouri, but he said maybe him and Jalen Graham, who's been dealing with that shoulder, um, within the next three games or so. And then Keon Minifield, uh, who's been dealing with a hamstring, a groin, some sort of muscle in his leg, uh, that he's day-to-day. -day. So um, my, my first question for you, Scotty, and we'll talk about what the impact of this could be, um, but just what were your thoughts about what Musk had to say about this uh, this injury row that Arkansas has been building up? Yeah, I mean, it was a, I feel like the question was a long time coming because we haven't heard anything on TV in a while. Um, and the first thing that I thought was like, is he actually going to come back? Right. Like, is he really? Like, what does he have to gain from coming back, I guess, would, was my initial thought. Exactly. Um, but, it, you know, Eric kind of left the door open for um, – you know some a little bit of wiggle room like it could be any of the next like within the next three games you know he feels like he could come back which is nearly um, the end of the regular yeah, season like but yeah. like if if he doesn't come back like you say he comes back um not this saturday not for the missouri game but next saturday um that's three games and then the sec tournament so four games i just i don't know yeah i mean i'm skeptical Ar still arkansas's front court's been playing uh, uh, I should say Makai Mitchell's been playing good um, in, TB's, in TB's absence, and it's been very needed. Um, I, I think Jalen Graham getting back is a, is a big deal. Like, he's your – I mean, the last time we recorded this, I think he was Arkansas' second-leading scorer in SEC play. Yeah. Uh, so it would be good to get Jalen Graham back. Um, he's just – he's offense for you in the front court, and I think he would be obviously a pretty nice compliment for – for Makai the way that he's hooping right now yeah man no doubt about it I, I agree with that 100 percent and I, I guess I wonder or my next question would be how does this impact the rotation for Arkansas if these guys start to come yeah. back because I think they were forced to start playing a shorter rotation which I don't think was a bad thing uh, but then you've got some really good players here in potentially Brazil probably Graham 
Um, and then Minifield in the backcourt who could work their way back into things. But, I, I mean, I don't know. If you got a good thing going, how much do you mess with it? it, it it's, it's, it's a tough call, and it's something that Musk talked about, too, where um, he acknowledges that the guys he's got out there right now um, maybe they're not even the most talented, you know, bunch on the team, but man, they've really been playing well. Yeah. And uh, boy, I, I just I don't know how much you want to disrupt things, but at the same time, is your ultimate ceiling higher with Graham or or Brazil or Minifield in the fold in some fashion? I I don't know. How would you handle that? I don't know. It, it's something that that's stuck out to me too when Eric was doing his pre-Missouri Zoom was you know people clamor all the time for hey play 11 guys play 12 guys in the, yeah. in the first half and he's like you know we're we're paring the rotation down it's obviously injuries had a big big part to do with that um he's like yeah people want us to play 11 10 11 12 guys in a half or in a, in a half and we've been making sweet 16s and elite eights playing eight guys yeah exactly <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I would venture to say like he might try those guys and if they just maybe they just don't have it in their first shift they might just be done yeah you know what i mean like just kind of roll with the guys that have you know been been playing well lately and uh maybe you find a spark in there uh from a guy but yeah i agree i'm i'm, I'm all for him sticking with you know his they've done 15 different starting lineups to this point in the year Maybe you just maybe one of the starters doesn't have it that day, and you just bring in a bring in a sub and just see what he's got, uh, and rock with them that way. I'm I'm cool with him just playing like seven or eight guys. Yeah, I I think that's where I'm at too, and uh, hopefully you know as long as Arkansas doesn't run into the situation of you know Must is just having to dig deep because guys just aren't playing hard, which is kind of what they were uh, what they were dealing with at points earlier. Um, I would say earlier in the season, but within the last couple weeks. So yeah. uh, if they can avoid that, that would probably be a, an ideal scenario for them. And then they can stick with those guys uh, who, who've kind of got them turned around um, a little bit here, at least in terms of they just look like a better basketball team than they have. Sure. Uh, and I'll take that at this point. Uh, but it's interesting, you know, because we, we have this game where, uh, you know, Arkansas goes down to Mississippi State. They play well. They come up a little bit short. Um, okay, maybe you can build off of it. They haven't been consistent from game to game all year. Um, and then you go down to Texas A&M and complete that sweep, and, and you're starting to feel kind of good about yourself. We talked about the schedule uh, and the way it lines up, you know, moving forward here for the rest of the season, particularly the next couple games. And my brother, whatever you do, for the love of God, do not lose to Missouri Bro, in Fayetteville. <laughs> I texted you this morning and was like, I think this is the uh, this is the podcast episode that we just titled for the love of God, don't lose to Missouri. Yeah. But like we kinda yeah. we kinda mentioned that the first time around. Um, Missouri I'm gonna pull up their Ken Palm page real fast. It's gonna it's gonna make your eyes bleed. They've lost five they've lost five more games since they played Arkansas last. And as I mentioned on the last pot at the palace um, after you know Arkansas beat Texas A&M the other night, I turned around, I pulled up uh, Missouri's handy little Ken Palm page, and it is, brother, it's it's not pretty. Like, look at all the. Ooh, that's a lot of red. Look at all this red. Yeah, that's a lot of red. I feel like I'm just. I think this is my new bit on this podcast. We're just gonna pull up Missouri's Ken Palm page, and we're gonna show you all the red. Um, but, dude, they haven't won a game since December 30th. That's tough, man. UCA was their last win, and Wichita State was the last one before that, and that was like December 3rd. So there's been a, a lot of life has happened <laughs> yeah. in, in between Missouri wins and 
it would just be it would be the most Arkansas and twenty three twenty four thing for them to lose at home to Missouri. Yes. Um, but you just whatever you do, man, just you've got to let Tamar Bates go crazy, but keep Nick Honor, um, Sean East, Sean East, and those guys like yeah. Connor Vanover. Don't let, let <laughs> Connor Vanover get loose either. Like that would just that would just spell disaster. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. Like you just when a team is over like that, like it's almost there's just kind of a weird amount of pressure because you just don't want to be that team, man. Like do not be that team that takes an L to Missouri. Um, I I wonder what the Tigers are going to look like because I think you can go one of two ways after. Um, a coach freaks out the way Dennis Gates did. Boy, he, he did freak out, didn't he? He dropped the F-bomb because they, they're terrible or they suck at getting to the getting to the free throw line yeah, and drawing fouls. Ken Palms, they got their free throw rate. It's 29.6%. That's 273rd in the country. Okay. Um, okay so they do suck at that. And then 10th um, in SEC games. So, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not great. Yeah. So, you know, um, when a coach goes off like that and, and says his team sucks or is terrible at anything, it either motivates them. And it and it gets them going and it invigorates them and they come out and play like their hair is on fire, yeah. which is a possibility, or um, you lose them, right? And they Definitely. don't want to play for you. And that, maybe that's a more likely scenario when you're 0 and 13 or 0 and 14 or whatever they are in the league. Yeah, 0 and 13. Yeah, and so we'll see what kind of Missouri team comes out there. But I I don't think it matters in Bud Walton Arena if Arkansas plays the way they're capable of. And and so that's what you hope to see. Control what you can control. Um, you beat them on the road. You dominated that game, and it, that doesn't mean it necessarily translates directly to uh, to the sure. rematch. But yeah. um, just a, just a deal where I think if Arkansas comes out and plays like they have the last couple games here, uh, they should be fine. Yeah, I think you have to do like it's not just a show up and it's a dub for you. You just got to do a little bit more than show up. Yeah. Um, what are your keys to this game? Like we haven't even talked about that really. Um, I think it's just it, it starts with the the effort and energy and the, the toughness that, that they've been playing with the last few games. Yeah, man, um, for sure. Kim Makai Mitchell set a, a career high in points for a third straight game. That, that would be something. He's playing just like a man possessed. He should be able to – I think he should be able to flex his muscle in this game. You know, Missouri yeah. is uh, not a very big team. Like, they play a lot of small ball. A lot of times they'll start um, – oh, my goodness, what is that dude's name? Oh, Noah it, Carter, uh, sorry. Yeah, Noah Carter. You know, yeah. six six guy, six five guy as their center. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want those problems with Kai. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then you can take advantage of the uh, the the slowness laterally to to take a turn from Rick Pitino of Connor Vanover in there. So, <laughs> no, I, I think Makai could could really have a big game in this one. You got to keep feeding the beast, feeding the hot yeah. hand while he's rolling. Uh, I'm with you. Like, just don't lay an egg. Yeah. Uh, just come out, come out and play hard with that same uh, you know sense of urgency and and togetherness that they've had the last couple games. Uh, don't settle, you know, for the three-point shot. Yeah. You don't have to. Just get to the rim. And that was a big key in the last game, right? Like, are they, Arkansas was four of six from three. Exactly. In that game, and they made 29 twos, shot 52.7% inside the arc. Yep. Um, Kai was just playing so loose in that game and just basically did whatever he wanted offensively. He did. Um, looking at the – yeah, he came off the bench, eight of 13 inside the arc five offensive boards like I think getting making sure that you stay on the offensive glass and get second chance points I think that's pretty big too um one guy that I, I actually forgot about it and he's kind of forgettable I guess but Missouri started in the the first game seven foot freshman Jordan Butler oh wow didn't really have an impact in the game uh whatsoever but I think it's for Kai I think that's a, a case of like 
I'm a vet. I've been around the block several times, and Kai might spin the block on him again because he's a he real might. Cre- he's a real creature. Um, <laughs> no funny business. Yeah, no funny business. Straight <laughs> fundamentals. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, I, I just don't think that Mizzou obviously has a match for him on the interior, and that's why I think it would be good to get you know Jalen Graham back because he's you know he's he's probably missed not being able to put shots up in a game and, and score. So he's, he's probably itching, itching yeah. to do that. Yeah, I bet he is, man. I bet he is. And I, it, it, not to backtrack too far because we've already talked about this, but like of, of those guys who might return, and who knows if it's going to be Saturday or, or later on or at all, uh, Graham would be the one that I would be most comfortable with getting back out there right away. Yeah. I think um, just given the front court situation, Brazil, I absolutely love him. He's uber, uber talented. He just has not played in so long. Yeah. I just don't know what that would look like. But is Missouri the game, though? Is that a good knock the rust off game potentially? Maybe. I mean, Especially he'd, he'd like be ready Mizzou, for it. Mizzou he, at home. Like, it's not like Mizzou on the road where everybody is going to celebrate every mistake that you make. Well, I will say this. If, if Trevin Brazil's career at Arkansas ends without him playing against Missouri, it'd be a damn shame. Yeah, so that's wild, isn't it? If it's if there's a possibility there, I'd love to see it. At the very least, you know, let him get out there and, and warm up and uh, and throw down some dunks and get people excited at the possibility. Yeah. What do you think the atmosphere is going to look like? Because the Tennessee crowd was uh, fairly not good <laughs> for that game yeah. last week. But since then, I think they've given people uh, a reason – to show up the question is is it too little too late and and will they i'm very interested to see what that crowd looks like i just don't think i don't i'm not expecting you know a great crowd because the last time arkansas was in bud they gave them no reason to come back yeah um and i'm not sure like i think people were like i I think people still kind of pay attention or they paid attention on that road swing that arkansas just had um at the same time like it's just it's a game between two teams that are like you know they're trying to play out of like Missouri is not getting out of Wednesday night sadness Arkansas is trying to um man this, yeah the game LSU just, killed them though the but game yeah. just like it has no stakes attached mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so I just I don't I don't know I think people are probably just be watching other games and then <laughs> whenever seven o'clock rolls around for uh for baseball I think they'll probably be tuned into that yeah well we will be live streaming even though it's a home game we're out here in Arlington so we'll be we will be live streaming the game um, in the afternoon from somewhere here uh, here in Arlington around Globe Life. Maybe we'll be in the suite. I, I have no idea, but yeah. we're going to be doing that. So people who can't go to the game who want to tune in and hear us riff about it, uh, make sure you do that. So we, we are sure. looking forward to that. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I just – right now I just like the vibes for the Hogs. And, and maybe if it's going to be a smaller crowd, then the people will be a little bit more lively because maybe the Razorbacks will give them uh, a reason to yeah. uh, stay engaged and, and be excited about the game. I mean, damn, they owe it to them after some of the clunkers they've had in that building. No so um, I think anybody would be happy. Just like in an off season, if you're, if you're going to have a down year, sweep the Aggies. Yeah, Arkansas did that. In a bad season for basketball, if you're going to have a down year, sweep Missouri. And, and Arkansas has the opportunity to do that, too. So take care of those things, and uh, maybe it's a little bit of a, a nice consolation for people. Yeah. Um, it is Feel Good Friday. And I, since we started doing this, I'm just saying, the, the vibes have been better for the Razorbacks. We start yeah. doing Feel Good Fridays, uh, Memory Mondays, whatever the heck you want to call it. But we look back at Arkansas's upcoming opponents and uh, maybe some memories we have. And it's kind of funny. You know, we had some good ones for Mississippi State, some good ones for a and We started thinking about Missouri, and right before we hit record, you were like, 
Man, there ain't that many. There's really not, <laughs> There's dude. really not, bro. Um, the, it, hey, I will say this, and it's it's like Arkansas, Missouri adjacent. We were in the Bahamas when yeah. uh, Arkansas football played Missouri, and the season ended that day. Is that does that count, dude? That football is a, that is a good memory that, that it was over, brother, because that was a hard. I remember one. going to that pizza joint. We got a huge pizza. And a six pack of beer, and I remember it costing like almost a hundred dollars. It was ridiculous. You that? It was insane. But it was worth it. But that pizza was good, buddy. Yes, it was. Um, and then we listened to Sam Pittman's post game press conference, and that delivered. Uh, so I don't know if any of this is feel good, but I just remember feeling good in the Bahamas when all this was going down. I have a, a couple feel good memories that I have just of my my first year on the beat. Um, well, it started bad because the first loss I covered. Uh, was when Missouri came in and Jeremiah Tillman just oh, dominated yeah. Arkansas, yeah. handed him their first like loss say, of the he year. He gave birth on uh, Nolan Richardson. He gave court. birth on Nolan Richardson court. <laughs> uh, Musk got tossed. He was not a happy camper. Yep. That was a mess. Justin Smith didn't play in that game, uh, but they bounced back after that and they went and got that win at Missouri. Uh, when Missouri was, a, they were really good that year. I mean, they were a top yeah. ten team. Um, that was the Jalen Tate big moments at the end of that game uh-huh. when Arkansas won. I want to say that was in overtime. It was. Yeah, I just actually pulled that box up. Yeah, that was a that was an awesome game. It was a huge win for Arkansas because I think they had, they had either just won at Rupp or they were getting ready to, and that was when they were really starting to turn things around. You were like, oh, this team might actually be pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arkansas has lost to Missouri once since uh, February 2021. Yeah, there you uh, go. So I think you just you have to do whatever you can to keep that keep that going. Yeah, um, they also beat them in the uh, in the SEC tournament that year sure in did. Nashville yep. without Jalen Williams, who was in COVID protocol. Gosh, and so that I forgot was, uh, all about that too. That yeah. was a big Ethan Henderson minutes uh, game in that one. If so. I remember right, I think that's the game. JD Note went absolutely nuts. Yeah, I um, believe that. 27 points. And I feel like yes. after the game, he was like, because I think the, the broadcast caught him throwing up into a trash can. Oh, yeah, he was sick. He That's was right. sick. And he was just, he was still giving Missouri the business, which that was. God, I forgot about that. 27 points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, had the five turnovers in there. But, yeah, he was um, four or seven from deep. Yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, thanks for, for jogging my memory on that SEC tournament game. But, yeah, man, um, that was a lot of fun. Xavier Pinson was on that team. Jeremiah oh. Tillman, pro Kobe Brown. Remember that? Kobe yeah. Brown's like in the league now. How about that? Yeah, that was That's a, a feel-good Friday for Missouri fans that want to forget about this basketball season, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I heard that, man. And it, it, it is funny because I, I started thinking about some of the memories that stick out to me most um, from Arkansas and Missouri. And I just remember, you know, because, again, my dad's lived in St. Louis for the longest, and he's a, he's a Missouri fan. He likes Arkansas, too, but yeah. we would go – you know, occasionally and taking those rivalry games together. And we went to one for basketball and it was the Gafford, uh, Macon Barford year. And they lost at Missouri, um, who had, uh, the kid from Canada. I can't remember his name, but he was a really good player. And they had the Porter brothers and it was, uh, it was a big John Tay Porter game and Arkansas lost that one. And so my dad had the bragging rights then, (laughs) <laughs> and then me and my buddies went to Missouri when I was living in St. Louis for um, an Arkansas football game. And I, I can't remember the year. I'm bad about those. But it was the time when Arkansas was up, uh, I want to say like 28-7 to 7 or 24-7 to 7 at halftime, and they lost the game 28-24. And we tailgated beforehand, and we were around all these Missouri fans, and there were six of us. And so, you know, it's halftime. Arkansas is up big. We're calling the hogs, uh, being obnoxious, probably had a little bit too much to drink. And <laughs> we happens. were just – we were – 
perp walking out of that thing, dude, after that loss. And they gave us the business from the stadium all the way to the parking lot, and uh, we just had to wear it, man. There was nothing we could do about it. So yeah. anytime Arkansas can uh, get a little get back against Missouri in any sport for any circumstance, uh, sign me up for that, please. Yeah, no doubt. I've, I've done some. I've done tailgating, and I've been to one football game at Missouri. It was uh, – I can't remember what year it was. It may have been 20, 2015 or 2016. I think they clinched the – I think they I think they clinched the East um, – beating Arkansas that day, which I could be misremembering that, but they, uh, I remember, I feel like I remember a field storm. Ooh, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, it was another one of those games where the Arkansas had the game in hand and just let it slip. That's just kind of the, that's kind of the vibe that they have with, uh, with football whenever games are competitive against them. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they're pretty good at that, but I, I will say what I said before the last game against Missouri um, and then I want to get your maybe your prediction on how this thing is going to play out. But I will never, under any circumstance, pick Arkansas to lose to Missouri yeah. in basketball. But I will never pick them to beat Missouri in football. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking to it. I think Arkansas is going to win this game uh, on Saturday. And, and I think they're going to do so relatively comfortably. Yeah, I can see. I, I'm, I'll predict a double-digit win. I haven't like, even looked to see what the, what the point spread is or if there even is a spread yet. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I'm not picking... I'm not picking Arkansas to be the team that loses to Missouri, even though, like I said earlier, it would be uh, it would be kind of a perfect synopsis of the entire season. Like they finally put back-to-back effort games together, and then you got a very winnable game against uh, against Missouri at home. Like you it, you went and did the the, the hard part when competed on the road uh, the last couple of games. Now you've got a couple home games coming up. You just you, you just gotta do a little bit more than show up, and I think you'll be all right. Yeah. Um, Tremont Mark needs to stay in, in alpha mode, um, and so does Makai Mitchell. I think if those yeah. two guys are rolling, I think Arkansas should cruise. you got to keep getting um, a productive version of Caleb Battle. No doubt. On both yeah. ends of the in, floor. In that changes some, things, In man. some form or fashion, maybe it's, you know, maybe he's the guy that makes both of Arkansas's three-point attempts. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. But even if he's not, continue to put your head down and get to the rim. And um, I, think, I think he gets a jolt from – driving the ball drawing contact seeing a shot go in yeah. through contact uh, but just get to the line like just make your living at the line if if you, if you have to for sure no i i think that's uh that's important you know uh, just a and, and we can maybe wrap on this but um thinking back to some feel-good memories one guy who had some good games against missouri in the past was uh was stanley amude yes and shout out to our to our man friend of the program whether he knows it or not stanley amude <laughs> Um, dude, two-year deal, NBA contract with the Pistons. Yes, yeah, major. Um, he's just made the most of his opportunities. He's 17 of 31 from three on the season with them, averaging over five points per game, and, and they see enough to uh, to want to give him a guaranteed deal. So yeah. that is freaking awesome, man, because That's that sweet. is a dude who is the epitome of transferring for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, you were a star at a mid-major wanted to prove yourself at a higher level and get yourself to the league and he's just embraced the grind it wasn't easy for him in the start at Arkansas there were times where he was benched where he was lost defensively but he's the prime example that Musk talks about with these guys who if you just stick with it and and eventually it clicks then this is what you can do 
and he was incredible for Arkansas on SEC play um, in the NCAA tournament. Yep. And then had to grind his way through the league. What did he get? Like an Exhibit Ten deal or something right away? And yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Up and down, you know, from the G League and you know, ten day contract, like whatever. Um, but to get a deal like this is uh, it's really really cool. And, and he's a great dude with a great support system. Yeah. And uh, I know we've got some great memories of Stanley Mude, so I'm I'm pumped for him, man. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just I remember the. Uh, mm -hmm. The 31 point game he had against Georgia, where just yeah. everything, like he was just a total flamethrower that yeah. night. Uh, I remember a tweet, I think it was uh, from a guy that I used to write at Arkansas Fight with, Trent Wooldridge. He was like calling flat Stanley because his game travels everywhere <laughs> <laughs> type of deal. Yeah. And then I've got a, uh, I've still got a picture of my phone. I think it was um, from my previous job, a, photog a photographer uh, against Duke. I think it was Stan hit a turnaround jumper uh, over his defender, and he went like this. Yes. He went like this to the guy that too was defending small. him. Yeah, he's way too little for Stan. Stan's a pro. Like, he's, yeah. he's got a – I don't know that there's been a more pro-ready body come through Arkansas in years. Like, yeah. he's just – he's 6'6". He's that swing guy. I think Eric actually mentioned uh, Stan vaguely the other day. Preview in Missouri just kind of missed that swing guy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Stan was. Yeah, Stan's a pro. I know you agree with that. Oh yeah, he was um, him, man. And he's, yeah, he's he was great. a he was a great interview, a great quote. And I remember we just randomly were staying at the same hotel as as his like his mentor and his longtime AAU coach in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, and getting down to sit in the lobby and and hear stories about him and you know kind of the the grind and you know he. Uh, he was kind of a late bloomer, honestly, and, and dealt with some injuries. So he was under recruited, come out of high school, and then yeah. you know had to start at South Dakota and, and make his way. I remember it's him just telling a, it's a really story cool, man. Early in his time at South Dakota, he was like one of the guys as a freshman that whenever timeouts would happen, um, he was pulling the chairs out for guys yeah. to sit in. And now he's you know now he's a millionaire, guaranteed <laughs> deal in the in the league. That's uh, that's legit. Heck yeah, man. That that's that's really cool. So we had to give Stanley Mude a shout out. Um, and also shout out to Arkansas for going back to Maui in, uh, yeah, in 2027. And yeah. it, you think, oh, man, that's a long time. Not really. It's 2024. So <laughs> it's just three <laughs> years away. you know it, dude. Yeah, it will. And uh, I'm happy to see that given, you know, it's just kind of a – it was a mess there at the end, you know, with the San Diego State deal. And it was a mess. Bus and all that. So I was like, dang, like, are they going to get invited back? And, and they have. And it also shows you the brand is still strong. Yeah. For the Razorbacks, down year, whatever. Uh, but maybe they'll pick up a couple wins here and, you know, whatever. They'd only be 15 and 13. Um, but I would take 15 and 13 and uh, 6 and 9 nice in, uh, in SEC play uh, over where they've been. And, and so no we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, this has been fun, kind of yeah. hanging out here. We are. Dude, the weather is so perfect. It's, it's unbelievable, it's so man. Nice out here. Like, if you're not in Arlington, get down here. Uh, if you are, come find us. We're going to be around. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be around for yeah. sure. Uh, big baseball guys this weekend. Hey, yeah, go check out uh, go check out our interviews with uh, with Dave Van Horn and Hagen Smith uh, and some of those guys. That was a lot of fun. A really cool change of pace, you know, because we both covered baseball, um, you know, in spurts here and there. Um, but we were definitely big basketball guys, obviously, yeah. and we've done a lot of football. But it was cool to get out there for a, for the practice at Globe Life yesterday and, and riff with those guys a little bit and talk really to DVH was. and stuff. That was a that was a really good time. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it was for sure. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna wrap it up here. We got to go get Hagen Smith. His uh, 
his jersey mics before he he throws tonight. Yeah, we got to get him that Italian. <laughs> and uh, when he goes out there and shoves on Oregon State, uh, you're welcome, people. That Natty State Sports did that because we're gonna make sure that man gets his sandwich. Hey, if he does shove, Gage Wood said it first. He was what did he say? He was like, man, I feel said, bad for Oregon State or he says, wouldn't want to be them. Yeah, he said it's gonna be bad news for Oregon State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he I called I think he's primed for a bounce back. Gage Wood, big salmon guy, in yeah. case anybody was wondering. Uh, same underwear on game days, that's a superstition, and big salmon guy. I like salmon, too, so yeah, that's why I he, get uh, it. That was the perfect guy to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Shout well, out to the 870 boy. Exactly. Well, good times out here in Arlington. If, if you see us, uh, come say hi. We'd appreciate that. Stop by and see us. Um, we will be live once again. A reminder uh, for those of you who are not at Bud Walton Arena for the game, or if you're, you know, in Arlington uh, and you're trying to find a place to watch, we're going to be live from somewhere. We'll put that out there and let you guys know. But you can always join in on the stream uh, yeah. and, and hang out with us and throw your questions in the chat and all that stuff. We really appreciate that. It's a good time and people seem to enjoy it. You're ready to talk ball? We're going to get out of here. We're going to get some food and uh, and probably head over to the ballpark and see what's going on. So uh, for Scotty Borderline, this has been Curtis Wilkerson with Natty State Sports. Appreciate you guys as always for tuning in to the pot at the Palace, and we will catch you guys uh, throughout the weekend and again on the show on Monday.